Good evening, people. Wow. That's a nice, broad stroke, um, diverse, accepting welcome to this that's, episode. That's what we're all about. To, to just welcome people. Yeah. If you're if you're an animal, if you're a cat, a cat, cat or a also, dog or an alien, welcome. you can fuck off. <laughs> Callum's not interested in talking to you. If you're sitting in your lounge room right now, folks, listening to this episode of the Barry Bullock Hour, episode 56, in and your, your spaceship, and your cat is in the room, you have to pick that cat up, take him outside, her or her, take that cat outside. Give that, give Because Callum doesn't want to talk to your cat. He just wants to talk to people. People. Hello, people. Not a racist, just a species. Speciesist. Look, I um, I welcome all ears all to ears. this episode of the Barry Bullock Hour, whether it be the ears of an ostrich, a so, goldfish, a cat, or just a baby human being. I am more than happy for anyone to open their ears. What about, and, and what about snakes, Karen? What about snakes? I'll take snakes. Yep. What about what about people reading uh, reading this in Braille? I will, uh, absolutely. The transcript, the Braille transcript. The Braille transcript the that uh, our fallen comrade Eric Cox puts out into the blind community every every episode. I was going to say every month. Uh, I should say off the bat, we, we have been... The, the, the first half, or even quarter, or even third, I guess, because we're now four months in, is probably what I was looking for there, of 22, has been surprisingly fast and furious, Cal, I think you would agree. In the sense that, um, in terms of our regular once-a-month podcast recording schedule, that's gone out the window because we've been we've been busy boys, and we some of us have had COVID. And uh, I, I mentioned the fallen comrade Eric the Cox, um, who has Rest not in peace. Has, has not res- <laughs> should should just say that Eric is Eric's not dead. Eric is not dead. Eric's not dead. Eric is not dead. Eric Eric is um, feeling unwell. And his girlfriend, he's, he's who, got a little who, sniffles. Whom he lives with, has uh, been positive for COVID for about a week. So we're just assuming that Eric has COVID. Probably got COVID, yeah. Hence why he is uh, not here tonight. Um, here at the Bridge Road uh, Brewing pop-up bar, oh, cardboard yeah. pop-up bar, um, Bridge Road Brewing, of course, Callum being a favourite of yours. Bridge Road not being of Bridge Road in Richmond, which was where I thought it was. Did you actually think that? Just, it, it made sense. The very first time I heard it, I heard yeah. Bridge Road Brewing. I, I thought Bridge fair. Road, Richmond. I guess that's fair. As yeah. it turns out that it was actually um, Bridge Road in Beechworth, Victoria, which is how many k's away it's from It's not even Melbourne? on Bridge Road. Is it not even on Bridge Road? So what the, what, what the dang how? I don't, I think, I mean, it's on, it's on um, uh, Ford Street, which is the main drag of Beechworth. Well, I'm outraged. Let's leave. Let's get out of here right now. Wait, we, we can't leave. We've got about four beers on the table. I don't know where through. it got the Bridge Road name in the first place. I I don't know all the streets in Beechworth that well. I, sure. I presume that it was probably originally on a Bridge Road, and then they Maybe. just moved them somewhere. Yeah. Well, whatever the whatever the naming convention, we probably should find out. Uh, not Bridge Road, Richmond. We'll fix that in post, though. We'll edit we'll it fix in. That in yes. Post. Yeah, yeah. So Be- Beechworth. How far how far is Beechworth from Melbourne? Uh, about about three hundred k's. Three hundred k's, roughly. So Bridge Road Brewing, not a Melbourne brewing outfit. It is a country Victorian outfit. But Kieran actually tried to walk there once. It didn't work out well. No, I don't. I live in Abbotsford. It's just around the corner. I walked up and down Bridge Road, Richmond, looking for a brewery. All I found was Mountain Goat. And that wasn't even on Bridge Road. It was in one of the dirty, dirty back streets of Richmond. Is the what's what's the other one that's just what's the other one that's just off Moondog? Moondog's just off Bridge Road, isn't it? No, Moondog's no, this one Victoria Street. Victoria, Sorry, Victoria Street. Sorry. That, now that's near my old house, and that is very near. That is my hood. Um, but Bridge Road Brewing uh, of Country Victoria, Beechworth, um, have uh, a pop-up bar. It's cool. Um, which we are currently sitting in. It is surprisingly. Um, Literally 400 metres from Callum's house uh, on Nicholson Street in Brunswick. So we are not Brunswick Street Brewing, we Which are Bridge Road at... Brewing. Hey, if you want to... We, we... we could do one of those great big dog jokes where, we, you know, you sub in that and you pretend that I said... 178 <laughs> Brunswick Street. Nicholson Street. Oh, I ruined it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that is your actual house. It's is it not? not? Actually, is no. it not? No. Then why do I have 178 Nicholson Street marked on my map? I don't know. Okay. It's not where I live. 
It's definitely where Cover moves. <laughs> Please address all complaints about this episode of the Barry Bullock Hour to 178 If you're Street a koala Bronx. and you are outraged by my comments about people, if you're a snake and you didn't like what came out of C. Mac McDonald's mouth, Please address complaints with a self-addressed envelope. Never know why, when you're a kid and you yeah. sent in letters to shows, you had to also include a, a return. Why? Why? Yeah, that's true. That's so they could send weird. your shit back. That was never going to happen. Would you like our latest catalogue, Small Child, so you can badger your parents to buy our shit? Yeah. The days of the self-addressed envelope are long gone. Um, but anyway, we di- we digress. Um, so we are welcome at to episode fifty-six of the Gower. 56, yeah. No, what? last episode was 56. No, last episode was 55. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I literally just checked it while you were at the bar. It. I thought you said that... Oh, yeah, okay. Look, if we fucked it up, we'll check. We'll check. <laughs> we're thinking it in We're already a couple of beers deep, let's be honest. <laughs> up here at Bridge Road Brewing pop-up on Nicholson Street in Brunswick. Um, fun thing about this bar... Um, I presume there's some sort of environmental statement here, but um, to try and cut down, because because Bridge Road, if I believe it, if I believe correctly, Bridge Road are opening up a proper brew pub around the corner as part of this complex, and they've taken over the space that we sit in as a temporary thing, a pop up, and so basically every everything is made of cardboard, and it, I have to say it's pretty damn funky, as well as being environmentally conscious. I presume. The, uh, the table that the microphone currently sits on made of cardboard. The stools that me, myself and the other sort of 15 to 20 people in this bar are currently sitting on made of cardboard. The, uh, the rack of the shelf of, of beer, wine and spirits made by uh, Bridge Road Brewing and their associates behind us, cardboard. The bar, cardboard apart from the taps. And then all the decorations, the lampshades are like hops. It's it's all cardboard. Yeah. It's all very exciting. Reassuringly, reassuringly, the foundations of the building are not made out of cardboard. Um, no, and as we established earlier, also the toilets out the back, yeah. not a skerrick of cardboard to be seen. As we, <laughs> cardboard toilet, a concept that never really caught on in the pop-up world. <laughs> Just because of Tom, the, this is one of Thomas Crapper's early early prototypes. It's like, hey, 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 fellas, I've got an idea. What about we make the what are we about what are we making the shitter out of out of cardboard? Thomas, it's ridiculous. It'll First, never fly. Firstly, Thomas, the name shitter. Your name's already Crapper. Like, you know, let's <laughs> let's just get that out of the way. And secondly, I think when you consider the the liquid content of the, the toilet. Yeah. The constant flow of liquid throughout all of its bends and nooks and crannies. I think you could choose a better material. I think you want something hardier than cardboard, Thomas. Yeah. And, and he's like, boys, but think of the environment. Uh, I mean, you are talking about, when did they invent the toilet? That's, That's a question. The, the, the 1800s? They're not thinking about the environment. It's not happening. It ain't happening. They didn't even, the word environment didn't even exist back then. <laughs> As we all know, the word environment was invented by the Green Party in 1989. In order to win elections and sell Because waves. going into Parliament saying, we should save the trees and shit. I, mean, I feel like we need a broader word. Like it's not just the trees, it's also the animals in the trees. And, and the insects. The insects, the, the snakes, the cats, the ostriches. The ostriches. I feel like there's a word that we could group the whole thing together. The environs. Yeah. The environment. The environment. Because yeah, it yeah, means yeah. something. Anyway, so basically we're sitting in a cardboard bar drinking some delicious Bridge Road uh, Brewing beers. We have beers. a lot of beers in front of us. We have a lot of beers. So um, we're a couple of beers deep already. Um, Callum, what are we drinking right now? Right now I'm drinking the Need Number 9 Hazy IPA, yep, which is yep. a series of um, beers that uh, Bridge Road uh, do... It's a play on the word Ned, which a lot of their brews are in Ned Kelly. Um, and it's weird. It's a weird beer. I'm not going to lie, it I love Bridge Road Brewery. It was a weird beer. I'm not, I'm not sure I love this hazy IPA. It's, it's very, very dank, I believe, is the, is the technical sort of beer snob term. I, I had a sip of it. 
Yeah. I wish I had a little bit. I wish maybe I had a pot of it so I could I could chew on it a little bit. Well, you're more than welcome to you're more than welcome to mull on this if you like. I don't really I, want to mull on the last centimeter of your warm pint, but I appreciate the gesture. <laughs> I appreciate the offer. Um, yeah, you're it's up. a beer I'd like it to try a little bit more of cold. It's also very alcoholic. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's a. Um, because I, for as a as a counterpoint, I had the um, the Bridge Road Brewing um, collaboration with Mountain Culture, which are a uh, brewery out of the Blue Mountains, which I'm hoping to visit later in the year. Oh yeah, um, maybe we'll talk about that off air um, in Katumba. And uh, they had it because obviously you know, hop season's just come in, so um, all the hops are being plucked from the vines wherever they uh, grow hops. And of course, fresh hop beers are a big thing, where they literally fly in. So, like Garage Road, for example, our friends in Wellington, they literally um, chuck the hops in the back of a plane, fly back to Wellington Airport, straight in the beer. So all the Wellington breweries do a lot of fresh hop beers, um, and Bridge Road have done two fresh hop beers, presumably with um, local Victorian hops. The first was a uh, hazy IPA. Uh, from Mountain Culture, which to me was a very classical, delicious hazy IPA, very much the sort of flavour profile you'd expect from a hazy IPA with that lovely fresh hot punch. Um, and I would compare that to the fact that you were also drinking a hazy IPA, just very different. Very different. It's very different. But that's beer, isn't it? Beer, you know. Do you think that like styles are a guideline, as they say? What else? Um, what else um, have we got? On, well, I've just shifted on to. I've just shifted onto the free time. I've, I've hopped aboard the coolest bandwagon in alcohol at the moment. Okay. Which is non-alcoholic alcoholic beverages. Oh, is that a is that a non-alcoholic beer? This is non-alcoholic beer. Okay. And I thought I wanted to give it a try because um, the first beer that I had was a bit of a face punch, and I've uh, I'm very tired this evening because I've just come back from school camp, so yeah. I've not had the most amount of sleep that I could have had in the last week. Sleeping on a camping roll. Surrounded by Monty children. Not conducive for a good night's sleep. True. True. Yep. Mostly because the getting up time, you know? Because you've got to be the last person to go to bed, and then you kind of got to be the first person to get up to wake up the children to get them to cook breakfast. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a horoscope, and um, we should pay teachers more. Thanks, Karen. For I the appreciate bullshit it. they put up with. Um, so, no, I... Children. I... <laughs> I had a lovely I time. I, I had a lovely time. Yeah, you're I, contractually obliged to say that, but it sounds hellish. No, it was really fun. I, I like I like going on farm camp. Was it? It was. It was really was fun. It, it was really it, fun. It was really fun. A roller coaster is really fun. Camp with kids. Yeah, it was a good time. Was it? Yeah. Okay. But it was exhausting, and so having had one pint of very out like seven point five percent, Jesus. Um, Big boy. It's a big boy. It's a big, big boy. Um, I am already feeling that. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. So I've shifted on to the non-alcoholic beer. Thank, be- thankfully for you, this pop-up bar is literally staggering distance from your hands. I don't think you could get a bar closer to any of our... Oh, I guess Eric lives on Swan Street. But even then, do you reckon there's a bar? I don't, I don't think there's a bar closer to his house than there is to mine. It's kind of cool. Which is surprising given his proximity to Swan Street. Yeah. But I would be interested to know. Is there we a... should get one of those, we should get one of those like trundle wheel, like one of the trundle wheels. I mean, that would be, that would be fun, but also a, a waste of time. Yeah, but how good would it be? I mean, we could From do... Eric's front door and you'd like take it down the stairs. Would you increase, would you increase the distance because you have to go down a set of stairs? If you're talking door to door, yeah, I, I reckon door to door. This bar is maybe 300. I'd say between three and I looked at it before on the map. I'd say between three and four hundred meters from your house. Yeah, I think. I think three. Yeah, because. Maybe one of them like Munty bars opposite Richmond Station. Maybe like Holly Arbor or something. I reckon Holly Arbor might be, might just be in that range for Eric. Not that he can go there. He's currently in bed with not COVID. I mean, it's definitely COVID. Rest in peace, Eric. He's not dead. The 70 to 80 people that listen to this podcast will be distraught to hear. They will. I mean, Eric's everybody's favourite. Everybody loves Eric. 
linchpin. Fundamental. But he's not dead. He's just a bit sniffly. He's, he's definitely not dead. He's yeah. definitely not dead. Okay, Callum's nodding. But yeah. you, our lovely audience, just listen to the words. <laughs> which is, Eric is alive and well. Well, he's not well. He's alive and maybe a little bit crooked. Eric right? is alive and well. Again, the, the facial, the face is strong, Cal, but but not an audiovisual podcast, as has been as has been said many many times. <laughs> Eric's just come back from a trip to America. Yeah. Um, Have you been following that on the? Uh the social media. I don't think he posted a single thing on the social. He posted. He posted pictures of us to us of him drinking terrible beers. Oh, that's true. He, he, yeah, he, he posted a picture of him in the baseball drinking terrible beer. But I think that's the only correspondence. So, how did Eric's trip to America go? We don't know. Is that because he was supposed to be at work, like working from home, and he secretly just? I just think he's in his mid-30s and is kind of over-posting stuff on social media. That seems reasonable. Which I feel like I am very much in that. Um, like, have you been on As Facebook? somebody who almost never never posted anything on social media anyway, I, I understand that. Facebook? I, every time I go on Facebook, there's like three posts from people and then there's just a whole bunch of ads and what they call suggested for you. Yeah. Which is presumably shit they've plucked from the algorithm that they go I wonder if you'll like this and it's usually stuff that I just don't want to see except there was this one article about Jurassic Park well you know I love Jurassic Park it's true what's your take on that <laughs> I, I mean I'm not, I don't know why I'm asking you please you, might, you probably don't even know that this happened I don't probably what's your take that's on that makes it more entertaining doesn't it but you know, we've 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 done our proper beer chance. Well, we haven't even talked about the chocolate beer, but we've done no, that. Well, we haven't tried the chocolate beer. We've yet. done our proper beer chat. It feels like we wouldn't be a podcast in, in 2022 if we didn't talk about the big issues. And of course, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Oh, I heard about and that. I know from that you, those, I those think. Are, those are two things that probably don't interest you. Not really, no. No, okay. So yeah. you've got no thoughts. Well, no, I can have thoughts, yeah. Okay, I, what are your thoughts on, on Elon? I mean, Elon Musk is really, a twit. Really, we're fingering the pulse here. Elon Musk is a twit, so so, so, so having a twit owning Twitter makes sense You think that works, okay. Um, it's a very superficial take, but I think it's an original take. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because most people are outraged. <laughs> most people are frothing at the mouth. Or really excited. Or really excited. Yeah. Is this like the the old right, right loonies are really excited? Yeah. 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 Okay. Because of freedom of speech. Because of freedom of speech. Right. 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 Yeah. Is that what he's he's gonna do? Is it? He's gonna Allegedly. do the freedom of yeah. speech. Yeah. Right. Is he also gonna send like allow you know marginalized groups in society to send gunships to the, the houses of the you know, 17 year olds posting hate crime things. Look, I, I, I haven't read the entirety of his plans. I don't think the capacity to send gunships to people's houses is really? going to be on that list. I thought he was like Iron Man, but in real life or something. If, he's, send, that, if he's sending any vehicle to anyone's house, it's yeah. going to be a Tesla. Yeah. Maybe true. with a dude inside it that will throw rotten tomatoes at a window. That might be a service he provides. That doesn't sound very... Dial, te- dial a tomato. Dial a Tesla tomato. It doesn't sound very tech. What do you mean? It's a self-driving car with a dude with a basket of tomatoes. I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I like it. Would you... I'm just not sure the guy with the tomatoes. Like, surely you'd have a robot throwing tomatoes. Okay. I'm not saying I want that. I'm just saying that, like, that, that fits with the theme. I mean... Because isn't his thing, like, he's, he's all about humans are pointless. Let's, let's, let's bring more machines into everything. Isn't he basically Skynet? He's a hard character to pin down, and as such, I spend my time not bothering to do that. But yeah, you're right. Here's the thing. He's all about them cars and then rockets to go to Mars, which is a rhyme. Um, Nice. I don't think anything that he's working on, as far as I'm aware, is actually robots. Which is not to say that he's not building a robot army in secret. 
that would be in keeping. I think he's almost certainly that would be that. in keeping with him as a sort of future Bond villain. Yeah. But as far as I'm aware, I like him being a Bond villain. Though. That's good. Do you? Yeah, I like that. That would be yeah. good. Maybe, maybe when the next Bond's announced, they'll announce that he's going to be a mogul. I mean, that would be very much like like Donald Trump getting elected president, right? Like, like yeah. Donald Trump gets elected president, Elon Musk becomes an actual Bond villain in an actual Bond film. That would be, yeah. I'd be on board for that. I mean, I think you're right. The, the thing about Musk is, like... Thank you. I guess the thing about any Bond villain, I would say in the, in the modern canon... Is they can't be a they can't they can't be a villain from the get go. No, they've got to be doing some sort of legitimate business practice. Even Goldfinger, even Auric Goldfinger himself. Yeah. You know, it took a he had a legitimate business interest, and then Bond had to like investigate to find out that he was a villain. Right. So I guess the theory with Elon Musk becoming a Bond villain is like, what is his nefarious plan? Is he going to colonize Musk? Uh, Musk. Is he going to colonize Mars? Well, I think he is going to colonize Mars and turn it into Muscovia. All you've got to do to turn Elon Musk into a Bond villain is work out what's he planning. What's robot the, army? What's the? I like robot army. I think. See, nothing he's doing at the moment suggests robot army. But that's what he just the, what he wants the, to think. The self-driving cars and the rockets to Mars. They episode a lot of episode title. Self-driving cars. Nothing the about that says robot army. Surely, and by Twitter, specifically doesn't say robot. Surely, no. Now, now, here's my theory. Here we go. Both those two things involve artificial intelligence, right? I guess. That's and true. Twitter has been a tool which they've used to do like machine learning. It's like they, you know, the things that they've like trained things. They've trained robots to post things on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All they're all webbing all that technology together, robot army. I mean, I guess if the robot had wheels instead of legs, well, it would have wheels, surely. That'd be very efficient. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe like some sort of rocket power. Yep, yep. I guess that you're right. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking robot army as like. Like cyborg, they're, like humanoids. Yeah, they look like human beings. But I think maybe it's more like maybe they're just mini Teslas with, with rockets and with rockets and and cameras. cameras. They're all hooked up to to um, what's his name? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like that, like the guy in um, Spider Man. Can't say I've seen Spider Man. Not that oh. I know which Spider-Man you're talking about, but yes. I, all I know is I haven't seen it. The bad guy gets control of um, of Iron Man's, like, Iron Man's these glasses that control all You the... sound like a bot that's watched Marvel movies and is writing a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> Iron Man loses his glasses. Spider-Man says, uh, hey, hey, pal. Give me back those glasses. <laughs> You're so right. Okay, it does so sound like a bot wrote that. That's so good. Because that's one of the actual new Spider-Man films. But then, now that I'm hearing myself describe the plot, it sounds like... <laughs> hey guys, check this out. How about in this next one? <laughs> Iron Man loses his glasses. I mean, they're not the height of literature in the Marvel movies, let's be fair. No one's... No one... No Guys, one, no one's I'm nominating just, Gardens of the Galaxy for a Pulitzer. I've just, I've just read this latest script. Really, Iron Man loses his glasses. That's the best we can do. We've yeah, written everything else. We've written everything else. But they're chaos glasses. When you look through them, you see the world as it really is. Oh, great! This is a bunch of Marvel executives drooling. Like, yeah, yeah. Fucking get it down. How long can we make it? Three hours? Four hours? How long will... Seven oh. hours? Oh, it's probably too long. Six hours sold. A, a decade from now, we can be making a seven-hour movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Hey, because, like, for the longest time... Who was I reading about this the other day? For the longest time... Um, uh, movies were kind of restricted to within a certain kind of realm. Do you know why that was, Kieran? 
you're framing that like you know the answer. I do know that. I do okay. know that. I do know the answer, yeah. Um, do I know why movies are... Like all movies? Yeah. Or just there, there generally, was... generally speaking? Generally speaking, Hollywood films were restricted to a certain... To a, to a sort of certain length. Well, my, my guess is probably not as specific as the answer is going to be. But I would suggest that the length of the movie would dictate how many times a day you could show it. That's an excellent guess. And therefore, more if you could show it more and get more seatings, you could make more money at the box office. Really, the main the main reason, the main sort of constricting factor was um, distributors put pressure on studios to make shorter films because longer films cost more to print. So to make to make the actual reels that went out to cinemas. Yes, and uh, there'll be a question of how many reels. Really expensive, many, like really expensive. Uh, how long's a reel of film? Is it? It's long. It, it's, it's like it's, an hour. Yeah, I think it is an hour. So you wouldn't want to be making a, a two-hour, five-minute film. No, like, no. Hey, pal, edit it. Yeah. You get that scalpel out, and you get fucking five minutes Shave out of you. five minutes off that bad boy. I don't care if it's an important scene. <laughs> you get rid of it. But that's where Caesar dies. That's the thing where Elon Musk reveals his robot army. <laughs> I don't care. Just have the robots turn up. Musk can claim credit later. That five-minute reel is just... We're just pissing money down the drain here at Universal. That was the bit... <laughs> That was the bit where Groot was supposed to go through space listening to Peter the Pina Colada song. Hey, Groot can get fucked. You cut that five minutes, pal. That was the bit. Where, you're fired, buddy. That was the bit where Spider-Man was supposed to find the glasses case. Doesn't need the case. Just needs to find the glasses. Now cut that five minutes. So what happened with the with the transition of digital yeah. to digital? Obviously, they can be stored on a hard drive. No worries. It can be overwritten any number of times, not a problem. Um, so are films, are films today not on reels? No, I, I don't think so. They're, digital, they're digitally projected. 4K digital projection. Are they? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't know this either, really. I hadn't really thought about it. Um, Do you know who would know? Zach Epner. Yeah. Yeah. And probably Elon Musk as well. He'd probably know about that as well. He'd have to know stuff like this because he's building a robot army. Yeah, that's why I think he would know about robot army. He wouldn't know about 4K digital projectors. I see your point. He'd be one of those dudes that doesn't know how much a Big Mac costs. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He wanted a Big Mac. He'd just whisper to his... He'd he'd, he'd do a little hand signal and his robot army would go get him one. Yeah. Yeah. In secret. Except he'd use the humanoid robot army. What's he gonna do with the, the robot arm? What's the point of the robot arm? I mean, we've got to watch the film to find out. Which film? The Bond film that he's gonna be in. I mean, that's what makes a good Bond villain. Is, yeah. is you don't, you don't, don't know what their plan is until halfway through. Yeah. And I think that you're right. What's setting him up as the Bond villain right now is we don't know what his nefarious plans are. But I think everyone's sort of realising that, wait a second, maybe this dude ain't so super fresh. He's not. Yeah. Bond villain. Bond villain. You know what is super fresh? This this black IPA. This black IPA. No, this, um, this, this triple chocolate ale. That's the third beer on the table. I oh, know. Do you, do you want me to tell you about it? It's real good. It's, it's, it smells like cho- It smells like it genuinely smells like slightly burnt chocolate. I asked one of the bartenders. I think I've said before in the podcast that um, flavorings in beer, to my palate, don't always come across. Yeah. Sometimes I'll drink something that's supposed to be, you know, flavored with this or flavored with that, and I, I don't get it. Um, so I said to the chocolate the, is the main culprit, I think, in that. Chocolate is one of the main culprits. Sometimes you'll get a chocolate beer and you just don't get any chocolate at all. So I asked the bartender, like, how chocolatey is chocolate? And he said, very chocolatey. And just, I haven't even tasted it yet, but just sniffing. You can have it on the table and you can sniffing smell Sniffing the beer and I can smell it. smells beautifully chocolatey. It is beautifully chocolatey. It's I'll have balanced. a little sip right now. Just out of the can, like a Neanderthal. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Kieran doesn't matter. Kieran doesn't mind that the robot army has come because he's already been to heaven and back. It's pretty nice, yeah. It's, it's good, good, right? Yeah, it's, it's good. Very good. 
It's having, got a very, I having like... Only, having only enjoyed one Easter treat over the Easter weekend. Did you, did you only have one? I, 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 I don't really... Um, you don't, well, love, you don't love Easter? It's not that I don't love Easter. It's just that, you know... If you're not religious... Yeah. The significance is slightly lost. And if you don't... If you're not with family either as a child or a parent I think the remaining significance is also lost so Easter for me is basically a work weekend where I make lots of money um, which you can then spend on half price chocolate well that's exactly right that's, you hit on a, a great point there um, once again suggesting that we talk about these topics in advance which we definitely don't when I lived in Abbotsford um, Abbotsford for those of you that are listening that don't quite know in Melbourne is a is an area just outside the fringes of the Melbourne CBD, um, heavily populated by it's, it's sort of it's a, a strong Vietnamese population. There's a strong um, uh, commission housing population. There's a lot of sort of factories nearby. It's a very strange patchwork neighbourhood, um, which I love. Abbotsford's a, a fantastic place, uh, for, for better or for worse. But the great thing about the Abbotsford Woolworths is that after Easter. There was always a shitload of chocolate, Easter chocolate left over. And progressively... Because that's what Jesus wanted. That's what Jesus wanted. That's what he would have wanted. That's what he would have wanted. Yeah. But it's not what Elon Musk wants. We don't, know, bit, we don't gonna, know what Elon Musk wants. Yeah, but it's going to be one of the point. first things that he does with his robot army. He's going to get rid of the Easter chocolate. He sweeps up the Easter chocolate. Sorry, go on, Karen. My thing about Easter chocolate is that it tends to be prohibitively expensive for what you get. It's true. Like, you know, you don't look at the the old supermarket ticker where it says the old per hundred grams. Yeah. You're better off just buying a block of dairy milk. But, oh, you want it in an egg shape. Okay, we'll triple the price. <laughs> but in Abbotsford, the Abbotsford Woolies would always have a surplus after Easter, which they would progressively discount. So, you know, a week after Easter, I'm nibbling on a dollar bunny. Cheeky little dollar bunny. Beautiful. But Kensington, my current abode, the Woolworths near the Kensington Palace, does not have a surplus of Easter chocolate. No, no Easter discount. In all the years that I've been to the Woolworths of Kensington, no surplus Easter chocolate discounted. So, you know... I'm now, here's a question for you, Kieran. Do you, okay. would, you, would, you, would you view that as a bone or a spatula in the sense that it, it, through one lens, it's bad because you're not getting delicious, cheap bunnies. Yeah. But through another lens, I mean, the, 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 there is an implied sort of harsh edge to the fact that all this chocolate is heavily discounted beyond possibly even what it cost them in the first place implying that they are making so much money that they can afford to be exorbitantly wasteful at other points in the year does that make sense so ecologically speaking it's a win that they're not having all this excess stock of chocolate I mean depending on your opinions on corporations and now we are we are tapping into some uh, hashtag big issues. Yeah. Of course, we love to we love to do that here at the Barry Bullock Hour. I would say any time that you can take money out of Woolworths' pocket, you're probably doing uh, the world a favour. So, you know, if Woolworths is selling chocolate bunnies a week after Risa had a loss, are you not maybe just denting the profit margins a little bit? Yes, that's true. Many ways to flip an issue. Or have they already accounted that loss into... The, the ridiculous profits that they make during the Easter season off the poor saps who bought the monies for seven dollars seventy, and you're just you're just like providing them with extra profits they've already accounted for. I think we're getting Ooh. into a Russian doll uh, sequence here of, of speaking of Russian psychology dolls. and reverse psychology about whether or not we'll worse. All I'm saying is I want a fucking dollar bunny. Speaking of Russian dolls, they have a new season. Of that. You notice? Did you see that? You Sorry? A, there's a new season of Russian Doll. What? what? The toy? No, the, the Netflix TV show. Oh, Jesus. I don't know what you're talking Have about. Have you not seen that? No. It's great. You should watch it. Genuinely, you should watch it. What? You know how sometimes they tell you that things are great and you're like, yeah, I don't, I'm not interested in that. You think a lot of things are great because you're a very positive person. Yeah, but this is great. Like, you, you would like it. It's a, it's a, See what I'm talking it's, about. It's a, it's a really, it's a really good show. This is what I'm talking about. Everybody loves it. It's really good. It's okay. This, so it's about a... It's like a... It's, it's it's like a re it's sort of like a rebooted uh, Groundhog Day with um 
what's her name? Uh, no, no, I haven't seen it. Actress that she was originally she was originally an American Pie. She's got curly red hair. She's a great actor. She's a great actor. I can't remember what her name not is. Not Alison Hannigan. Not Alison Hannigan. No. no uh, that's what I said. I said not Alison Hannigan. No, no. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, not her. Salvaging a point. Did well. Um, and it's about... She... She dies... Uh, she's, no, she keeps on. She keeps on. No, but she dies in the first episode. She she keeps on dying. Spoilers for the first episode. She keeps on dying. She keeps on dying and coming back to life. Okay. And eventually she gets sick of it. Much as one always does in a Groundhog Day type scenario. Yeah. Um, a Groundhog Day scenario is repetitive and boring. Yeah. Yeah. And she tries to solve the mystery of why she keeps coming back. Classic. Alive, and then she bumps into another. Um, Another person who is having an odd experience without giving any spoilers. Okay, it's a great, great show. Do you want to taste this, by the way? Do I want to taste the alcohol-free beer? It's cool. It's interesting. You can't almost be on the left hand because it's got no booze in it. Yeah. Now then. Free time, alcohol-free. We can both drink out of our left hands. Drinking beer out of our left hands. It's nice. It's alright, isn't it? It's just sort of quiet and inoffensive. Do you know what this reminds me of? Yeah. Not, not in a... Not in a serious uh, beer chat. Hashtag serious beer chat. Not in a flavour way. Okay. This is this is, this is is off the beaten track, but this this reminds me of um, when I was in Dubai a few years back. I had um, chocolate. We were just talking about chocolate. I, I purchased a chocolate camel. A camel? At Dubai Duty Free at the airport. Was it half price? Chocolate no, camel? It was, it was airport price. So a markup of several hundred percent probably from what it should have been worth. But it was made Duty of free it, was, chocolate. it was camel milk chocolate. So oh, it was chocolate made really? of camel's milk. That's hectic. Because Dubai is in the desert where the camels roam free. Shunning Callum, being like, I want to listen to this podcast. Let me listen, please. Desperately trying to escape, escape their evil overlords, which is Elon Musk's robot army. Hey, if he's if he's building a robot army in, in the, the desert, world, it would Dubai, have to be the, yeah. the UAE, right? Like he's got a secret bunker. Oh my god, James Bond flies into the secret bunker. It writes itself. Qatar. And that's not a along real place. the way, Spider-Man finds Iron Man's glasses. And that affects the world somehow. No, drinking this alcohol-free pale ale from Bridge Road Brewing reminds me a little bit of when I tried, when I bought a, 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 a so like a bunny, but it was a camel. Yeah. Had the foil wrapping and the, you know, the, the ribbon around the neck. And when you have camel milk chocolate and you're eating it, it tastes a little strange. <laughs> but I wonder... How much of that is you knowing that it's not cow's oh, milk? I see, I it's see, cow's I see, milk. I see. Whereas I think if I just was given it and said this is chocolate, should I have done it, that? Maybe I should have done that. Well, that's the thing. I this this alcohol-free pale ale. I would say it tastes like it maybe is lacking a punch, but maybe that's because I know that it's alcohol-free. Whereas if you just poured this to me and said, here's a beer, and I drank it, I'd go, yum, yum, yum beer. Or I'd say, it's lacking a little bit of heft, but it's very tasty. There's a real softness on the palate. It's very gentle, yeah, soft. That I would say to this, that you wouldn't get. I guess, like, because alcohol bites a little bit at the end, typically speaking, when you drink an alcoholic beer. Whereas this, this alcohol-free pale ale, doesn't have that bite. It goes down very smooth. Very smooth. It's nice. I just don't know why. I, I don't foresee a scenario where I'd wa- I would want an alcohol-free beer. Well, I, I've just been I in know one. They're very I'm, I'm in one now, right now. Which is you don't want to get too sloshed. I don't want to get too Despite sloshed. Despite living three to four hundred metres away from your house. Yeah. I think even so, I might even struggle with the three to four hundred metres. Take the tram. Hey, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Ding, ding, ding. 
That is the height of laziness. Like taking the tram three to four hundred meters to your house. I think that you would actually you would have to actually walk. I would probably have to you walk. You would have to almost walk two hundred meters back to the city, to Glen Lyon, to catch the tram one stop, to then walk the two hundred meters to your house. <laughs> if a frog jumps up three hundred meters and it slides back down two hundred meters through the night, why I failed maths. That's why I failed maths at uni. Did you play your maths at uni? You didn't study maths. No, I actually did really well at maths in fifth form, and then I, I quit. Um, quit doing maths, and I, I was one point off an A in um, what in New Zealand it was called school certificate, very well named, which is the I guess equivalent. See, this is the thing about New Zealand is we have 13 years of school. So what would be fifth form would be our year 11. Yeah. It's the first year that you get like tested on shit. So you quit maths. Yeah, to do creative stuff. Look how that worked out. Nice. And so basically I fucked Big up. Big money. So the second half of that, I mean, we're the, I remember our, our teacher at Burnside High School was a bloke named Mr. Wilkes. Yeah, he was a big man. Yeah. He was a big man. I would be staggered if, if Mr. Wilkes is still uh, in the land of the living just based off, off his physique. Oh, really? Yeah, the, uh, the pressure that he was putting on his vital organs. Yeah. I hope he is. I hope he is. Nice man. I hope that he... Good, good teacher? Oh, he was, I suppose so. I was, I was, you got to realise I was a 14-year-old dick. <laughs> I was 14 years old. I don't think... You know when you look back and you think, oh, no, I was a good kid. I was a nice kid. Yeah, you weren't. Not in Mr. Wilkes' <laughs> fifth form maths class. I was an absolute tool. Me and Mikey T, we were just raucous. It was probably the most disruptive I'd ever been in a high school class. Really? Yeah, we just used to like, just, we, I don't know, I think we were just that age. Just get your protractors. 13, 14. Carbs some carb Tasting adrenaline for the first time and just being off the fucking, this is what I mean when school teachers should get paid more. Mr. Wilkes did not get paid enough. To, deal to put up with, with our bullshit. Kiwi teachers get paid a lot less than... We got mm. separated a lot. And part of that was me going, I'm not taking maths next year. I don't need to fucking learn any of this shit. And then, of course, the end of year exam comes around, the school cert, school certificate, um, and I got a 79, which is one point off an 80, which would have been an A. Now, I was really annoyed that I hadn't like put in a modicum more effort to get the 80. Yeah. Not that it mattered because I did the creative stuff. I did the creative stuff. And now we, we carry calculators in our pockets. So fuck maths. <laughs> Take that, no, maths. Take that, maths. Take that, Mr. Wilkes. Rest in peace or don't. I hope he found. Rest in peace, Eric. No, don't. Don't rest in peace, Eric. Eric's I, not I dead. I hope Mr. Wilkes found joy in salads. And, and the brisk walks and is enjoying his retirement with a nice with a nice alcohol free beer maybe maybe a nice alcohol free pale ale by a nice Christchurch brewery cheers Mr. Wilkes there's a name I did not expect to say in this podcast my fifth form maths teacher I'm impressed that you know his name I'm surprised too I'm well, surprised too. I can't remember names of the people I've just met. <laughs> Here I am plucking my fifth form maths teacher out of the ether. But that's the thing, at school you got a good memory, you got a young brain. You can remember that shit. Yeah. Yep. Even maths. Can you remember some maths, Karen? Oh, basic addition. Subtraction. Should we do a maths test right now? Oh Jesus! Okay, what are you gonna? Well, we've got some paper right here in front of got us. Got a cardboard table. Cardboard table. Don't have a pen though. Do you reckon? Do you reckon there's somebody coming in here and like just graffiti in the table? It's like, oh, hey, stop, stop drawing on the table. I'd say so. I was working at a uh, mid-tier fine dining restaurant a couple of nights ago, oh, yeah. and someone had like circled things on the menu. <laughs> I went. I gave this menu. I went to give these menus to people because you know we keep the menus in a big stack. Yeah. When people need a menu, you, go, you grab from the stack, you take them out. And I opened it up and I hand. And as I was handing to them, I saw that the previous person had like circled what they wanted on the menu. It's a fucking fine dining restaurant. What are you doing? What are you doing? Pulling out a pen and circling the menu. And I had to do that thing where I was like, I was halfway towards handing the menu over, and I had to make the decision. Do I pull back the menu 
and say, I'm not going to give you this menu because some arsehole's graffitied on it? Or do I just give them the menu that some douchebag has circled? Maybe they were just trying to help. Maybe maybe they maybe they got a menu afterwards and were like, yeah, that was good. That was good. That was good. Wouldn't surprise me if some toolbag's come in here with a with a marker and gone, yeah, I'll have a I'll have a ping on the concrete. Oh, the concrete on the cardboard. I'll have a ping on the cardboard. Really want to know now. Well, the two bartenders are just shacked up at the table opposite us, having a few brews. So you know, I like it, pretty chill. The cardboard table's got some rigidity. It's, you know, I imagine it's several layers of cardboard. Yeah, it's it's um it's absorbent. It sounds hollow though. We were t- is that is that picking that up? It sounds um, like it's picking it up. I haven't got the old headphones in, but um, hang on. Yeah, no, we're getting some lovely thumping. Cool. Lovely yeah, yeah. thumping. Cardboard. It's resident. Does that mean you could play this like a drum? You could play the. You probably could play the cardboard we're table like a drum. Bay. Yeah, we're the cardboard bar here at. Um, Come on down on Wednesday nights for African drumming night. I mean, maybe. We can't guarantee that as we are not proprietors of the space. No. Um, but we nor are, are we doctors. We are, nor are we doctors. Or nor, scientists. Nor are we James Bond or. Um, Really part of Elon Musk's robot army. I mean, you don't know I'm not part of Elon Musk's robot That's army. That's true, actually. Elon Musk could have sent you. Yeah. I'm not sure what to, what, to what end. I, I have very little power in society. To win over the, all the, the loyal loyal followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Look, I'm not going to confirm or deny. Let's keep the mystery as to whether or not I'm part of Elon Musk's robot army. Um... But we are ensconced in cardboard here at Bridge Road Brewing um, on the street. And I uh, sink, sink a couple more brews and then I think we're probably good to go. Uh, yeah. But this is a lovely space. Uh, and there is something exciting about going to a pop-up knowing that it won't be here forever. But I have to say that the, we'll, chuck, um, we'll chuck some pictures up on the old socials. But the, there is a there is some lovely care and attention going into the detailing of the space. There is something very sort of soothing about being in a space that has sort of just one tone. Yeah, you know, I it's agree, sort of just I a agree. lovely sort of uh, a tan orange glow. I um, agree. It's a very soothing, very exciting is space. Nice. And I, I highly recommend um, that that you come down here while it's going. And um, obviously, when they convert, when they convert to a uh, a, a permanent space, assuming it's hard to see that we won't be down there pretty damn quickly with you living nearby or not that far off when yeah. you're in your new spot. So, um, assuming that the robot army hasn't enslaved us and made bars illegal. Let's not. Let's not set our watches by the robot arm. Let's not do that. He's not unleashing the robot army until he's on Mars himself. Oh, right, 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 right. So right. I think the robot army... Just in case something goes wrong. At least a decade away. Okay, okay. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah. So our young listeners should be worried. Yes, yes. Our, yeah. our, 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 our children's audience... Yeah. Our under, our under 15s. <laughs> The um, Barry Bullock Hour Mini Bites. All the children of people who listen to this podcast, you know, your Wyatts, your Leahs, your Sams, your Ryans, really should be worried about your Rosies. Rosies a child also. You talking about the dog? Yeah, the dog. Yeah, the dog's probably going to be dead by the time that happens, but that's fine. That's true. That's based on my speaking. based on my limited knowledge no, of no, the no, lifespans of dogs. It's about ten is about right. Yeah. Yeah. Rosie might live to see the rise of the robot army. And I'm a big fan of Rosie, as you know. That yeah. was me the other day down in Mornington with the big dog, um, walking a dog literally for the first time in my entire life. You did good. You did good. That was Yeah, I, I was did impressed. good until the dog was like, take like wanted to go to the dog park. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this dog really wants to go to the dog park. Yeah. The, once the dog could see the other dogs in the dog park. Yeah, it was, on, it was on. I was like, well, I'm in trouble now because I don't know what to do once I get to the dog park. You just have to remember that you weigh several times more than the dog. I know, but that dog had some pull. Yeah. But so do you, Kerry. That dog could have pulled Sanders' reindeer. That's how much pull that dog had. Rosie could fly. It's a cool dog. Trade dog. Good dog. Good dog. We didn't even really talk about our weekend in Mornington. We had a good time. Uh, Yeah. Mornington's a lovely place. And we probably would have done a podcast down there except for the fact that I forgot the uh, microphone. You did. And we did a fun run and we saw the big dog and it was a great time and he's got kids and a dog and a lovely wife and it was a lot of chaos and a lot of fun. 
there was maybe not a quiet hour to do a podcast, but yeah, um, that's true. maybe next month or the month after, sometime this winter, we, we will go down to Mornington and we yeah, will shack up with the big I'd dog like once to, again for a, for a future episode of the Barry Book Hour. Where, where would we go this time? Because um, I feel like we, we went to the former site of the Mornington Brewery, which is now uh, the thing of things. I mean, we could just shoot it, we could just do it in the bungalow. We could just hang out in the bungalow and maybe go for a brew after. Maybe we'll get some local Mornington brews and we'll see how we go. Like we'll, we'll, we'll posit that as a future possibility. Episode um, 59. Let's at least aim for one of the 50s before yeah. we get to episode 60. Well, we should probably wrap it up there. This we should. Episode. A tight 45. A tight, I mean, we're at a tight hour now, so yeah. the old editors will be out. But um, that's all good to go. Um, but we will see you again, folks, hopefully with a slightly uh, fuller bench. Hopefully the Cox will be over as COVID. Well, assuming that it is COVID, and it's definitely COVID. He's definitely alive, not dead. Um, and we will see you again in a month or two. Not two. A month. We'll get Have back a, on schedule. Yeah, get back on schedule. We'll get back on track in the middle of yeah. Well, it's Shibuya. Shibuya. Uh, 20 to 30. That's, that's a decade away. Yeah. And that's only if Elon Musk's robot army lets us go Let's just go to Shibuya. Because if the robots are, are, are blending in anywhere, it's going to well, be Well, it's going to be in Japan. Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah they'll, they'll be in Shibuya for, first off. It's probably where we start. No, it's going to start in Dubai, remember? We, we decided that the bunker was in Dubai. Fair to say we haven't ironed out the full details. But that's what we have to work out. You and I, double yeah. O agents of MI5. Or MI6, whichever MI it is. I think um, it's MI6 is the MI6 is the yeah. James Bond. Um, but we're going to wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, this has been episode 56 of the Barrett Well. Thank, Thank you, you for listening. If you see any robots, um, rocks are good. Please diffuse them. And, um, let us know uh, via our social media accounts Elwood Social Club and we will do our very best to grab the robot take it apart and recycle it work in a responsible fashion yeah we'll take it down to Office Works and we'll <laughs> recycle all the parts look out some of the fans I imagine there's a pretty decent RAM set yeah, probably. On, a, on, a, on a robot so yeah. I might chuck that into my laptop give me a bit more RAM yep. so that I can no, stream Disney Plus at a slightly higher frame rate um, but I've, been, I've been Callum this has been Kieran those are both true facts and, and this has been a great time 56 uh, here at Bridge Road Brewing and we will see you next time